Let's consider two gestures. And you can participate if you would like. The first gesture is this, okay? Why don't you try that, this, okay? It's not like this, because this means, like St. John Paul II would do, his feast days today, that's what reminds me of it. He'd be pointing you like this and saying, hey, dude, how are you going? That's that kind of thing. But this, when you're going like that, you're pointing at somebody, and it means something, right? Okay? Notice where your head goes, too. All right, how about this gesture? Try that. It's not touchdown, okay? <laughs> and usually your head follows your hands, okay? We call this a prayer gesture, or orans is what it's technically called, a prayer gesture, okay? So we're going to think about this first gesture. The reason why I suggest it is the gospel. Okay, the first gesture belongs to the Pharisee. So the Pharisees were very religious people. They're not bad people, but they're very religious, and they were very, very respected by the Jewish community. They probably had seats of honor. Now, Deacon Jeff isn't a Pharisee, but they probably had seats of honor where everybody would see them because they were very respectable, okay? But something was going on with this Pharisee today in the temple, the church in the temple, and maybe some who were like him. Did you hear what he was saying to God? Oh, almighty God, I am so happy that I am not like them, not like the adulterers, not like that one tax collector. Oh, God, I am so happy about that. Was he actually praying? Jesus said, or Luke threw him in the gospel, he was praying to himself. He wasn't praying to God. Now think about this gesture again, like one and a half fingers pointed at you. How many fingers are pointed at the person making that gesture? One, two, three. Ever notice that? Take a peek. Ever notice that? You go like this, and there are three fingers that are pointing right back to you. And that Pharisee was revealing more about himself than he was about a relationship with God. The Pharisee was really being arrogant because he was comparing himself to others and saying, I'm not like them. Thank goodness. But he refused or found it really hard to look inside of himself to see what's going on. What do I mean by looking inside of himself? To think about and to pray about, well, how am I behaving? How am I acting towards God and also towards my neighbor? We have a fancy word for that in our faith tradition. It's called an examination of conscience. Anybody ever heard of that before, an examination of conscience? You sure have. You sure have. We do that before we go to confession, right? But we can do that every day. Like, I try to at night if I don't fall asleep, you know, but, but examination of conscience, thinking about through the gift of the leadership of the Holy Spirit, thinking about the day in terms of the goodness that happened in the day and, and the faults, the sins even, that happened during the day. And this Pharisee wasn't practicing an examination of conscience. And so what he was doing, whether he realized it or not, is he was beep, beep, 
be sealing himself off from God, thinking he was high and mighty and really fancy, and was more interested in other people than the state of his own soul. Oh God, look at them and how bad they are. And he forgot that he's pointing three fingers at himself. Okay? That's the Pharisee. Uh, this, this prayer gesture I said, and usually you look up to the sky when you, when you do that. You just kind of spontaneously do. And this is the tax collector, okay? Now, I'm not going to say that this tax collector was all virtuous, that he was just squeaky clean. Obviously, tax collectors gouged their own people and took lots of money from them because they were collecting taxes for the Romans, and then they just added on a lot for themselves. So why? They would get rich. I don't know the financial state of this tax collector, but for some reason, and he surely should be in there, for some reason he was in the temple. Now note, you don't have to be perfect and sinless to be in the temple or the church. For some reason he was in the temple that day, and, and, and something happened he started looking inside of himself. Or maybe he had been doing that and he needed to get to the temple. But he started looking inside of himself. And I'm just going to say our fancy term again. He did an examination of conscience. And he started to see where he was failing God and failing his neighbor. And the first thing he didn't do was point a finger. He didn't even point a finger at himself, right? The first thing he did was he called out upon the mercy of God. I am a sinner, he was saying, that, that simple act of contrition that the deacon read for us. Have mercy on me, O God, a sinner. Now that wasn't for show. It wasn't to impress you or anybody. It was sincerely coming from his heart. And the reason why is because he was looking inside of himself. And God was helping him, looking inside of himself and seeing where he failed or what he omitted to do. Now, I don't know what happened to him after he offered that prayer, except a huge thing. God was merciful upon him. And I presume forgave his sins. And hopefully that was the start of maybe a conversion of heart. I don't think he was Matthew the tax collector, but boy, I'd like to think so, and God calls him to be a disciple. But, but maybe, maybe that started a conversion in his life where his life turned around, where he wasn't gouging people anymore, but rather was attempting with God's help to love his neighbor and to love God as he loved himself. And what happened? What happened in that guy that he could do this? Call upon the mercy of God. In the first reading from Sirach, the wisdom of Sirach, at the last part, Sirach said something about the lowly. Now, we don't like that word lowly, but think of it in terms of this. The tax collector realized his humanity, his sinfulness, and how impossible it was for him to remedy his own situation. 
He recognized that he was the creature and God is the creator, not reversed, and that he needed God. And that's a sense of lowliness. It's not condescending. It's not putting somebody down. It's just we realize who we are before God. And you know what? You and I do that. You and I do that when we go like this, when we genuflect before the Blessed Sacrament, and when we go like this, when we kneel during the Eucharistic prayer or other parts during the Mass, is we realize that's what the gesture means. We realize that God is God and we're not. And really, truthfully, we need the mercy of God. In fact, we call upon it a lot, don't we? At the beginning, what did, de- what, what did you say, deacon, again? At the beginning, the penitential act, what was that again? Lord, what? Have mercy? Oh, Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. That's an act of humility. It's, a, it's an act of lowliness. What do we do before we receive Holy Communion? Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. What is it? Have mercy on us. Here we go. This is our prayer, my friends. And again, it's not to knock us down, but we recognize who we are before God, and God fills us up with himself, with his graces, with his mercy, with his forgiveness. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I have sinned. So, in simple terms, in simple terms, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? I can't believe I'm saying this, and you'll see in just a minute. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be the Pharisee? Or, this is why I can't believe I'm saying it, the tax collector. He, he was kind of a, not a good guy. And I'm not implying it to you that you're not good people. But, but who do you want to be? That, 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 that attitude of the, of, the, of the tax collector. Something was happening inside of him that was good and gracious and merciful. Now, God's not going to say, keep on going in your sin, Mr. Tax Collector. Yeah, you go for it. No, he's not going to do that. But instead, he's healing him with his mercy so that he can turn away from what he's been doing or failing to do. That's why I ask you, do you want to be like the tax collector or like the Pharisee? And I think that Jesus is saying, I'll give you a clue. Be humble, tax collector, and don't exalt yourself, Pharisee, because in our humility, in our lowliness, we find God because we aren't so full of ourselves that we block him out, but that we open ourselves to his gracious mercy. So think about it this week. Pharisee or tax collector? Where do you want to go? Who would you like to be with, be like as I've explained it today?